you have the chance to win a Spring Super Sweeps from LAist. Donate $60 for one entry to win a brand new Lexus or $25,000 in cash. Check out all the other prizes too when you donate now at LAist.com sweeps. I'm Austin Cross. Join me for LAist's new live event series with the James Beard Foundation. We are where we eat. We'll go behind the scenes of LA restaurants. The kickoff event is May 22nd. Tickets at LAist.com events. Studios. Hey y'all, this is How to LA. I'm Brian De Los Santos. We are the workers! So, I'm sure a lot of you noticed all the picking going on in front of schools last week. Or that kids you'd expect to be in class were running errands all around the city with parents. And that's because more than 60,000 workers and teachers in the nation's second largest school district went on strike. We are the union! We are the union! The strike was led by SEIU Local 99, members of the Service Employees International Union. It represents about 30,000 essential workers in Los Angeles Unified. People like bus drivers, teachers' aides, custodians, and food service workers. My name is Felisa Garcia. I work for the District Lewis High School. I'm a single mom with three kids, so I have two jobs, one in the morning and then one at night. They're among the lowest paid workers in the district, with an average salary of $25,000. They're protesting because it's not enough money. We have to survive somehow. For context, the poverty line in California is about 36000 for a family of four. I don't sleep that well. I just sleep like two or three hours, then I have to get up and get to my other job. It's not easy. The union has asked for a 30% salary increase, plus a $2 per hour addition for the lowest paid workers. My name is Symbria Virgin. I'm a healthcare assistant with LEUSD. Everyone, they need more hours. There's no way we can service these children. I work with the most medically fragile students. The district, they have closed positions. They've cut my hours. I'm one person. I can't be in two places at once. They're not giving the schools enough money. Last week, there were teachers on the picket line too. Members of United Teachers Los Angeles also stopped working for three days to support their colleagues. Every time the teachers and educators and school workers come together, it's just a reminder that we are a community and that we all really do care about this work. This is Joshua Grunland. I am a proud UTLA member. He joined the strikers on Tuesday in front of his school. Seeing all of my fellow educators come out to support SEIU Local 99 has been really inspiring. People say that educators are the backbone of our community, but SEIU workers are the backbones of our schools. Everything we do is symbiosis. On Friday, after three days of striking, LAUSD reached a labor deal with the district, effectively meeting the workers' demands for a 30% increase in salary and health care benefits for part-time employees. Mayor Karen Bass helped mediate the deal. This is about the high cost of living in Los Angeles. And this is also about decades, decades of underinvestment in our schools. 
It's still tentative, pending approval from Local 99 and the LAUSD board. The two sides met last night to review the deal, but they still have to vote on it. We must all come together to support LA public schools, which are the most powerful determinant of our city's future. So this massive strike, with suggestions of future walkouts if demands aren't met, it all got us thinking about organized labor in general. So I think the way to think about the union is that the union is the workers. If the workers aren't there, there's no union. That's Jonathan Harris. He's an associate professor at Loyola Law School. I write and teach on employment and labor law and contract law. Can you tell me how effective are strikes to affect this type of change? You know, we're talking about people's lives. We're talking about health care. We're talking about wages. We're talking about if they're able to live in Los Angeles, right, afford the city. The strike is the ultimate tool that workers have to literally withhold their labor, which means that nothing happens in the workplace until the management meets their demands or they're able to come to some kind of compromise. So they're highly effective. Now, part of what makes them so effective also means they can be painful to the workers themselves. Generally, workers aren't getting paid while they're on strike. Sometimes for longer term strikes, unions have strike funds to help ease the blow a little bit. But it is a sacrifice on the part of the workers, too. For workers who are feeling boxed in and are seeing the long-term horizon in terms of things like you said, the cost of living, how to support families in a place that's so expensive, workers get to a point where they are willing to take this kind of short-term action. And this short-term sacrifice can be helpful to them over their long-term needs, over thinking about the sustainability of their lives uh, in the city in the next decade or two. Full disclosure here, I'm also a union member. I'm part of SAG-AFTRA, which represents performers and media professionals across the United States. It's actually my first time in a union as a full-time employee, and I haven't really had personal experience with workers' rights and all the behind-scenes stuff until now. We've seen more and more people go on strike to make change happen. We've been hearing more about unions and labor organizations recently across different industries, from Amazon warehouse workers to strippers to medieval times employees. Ultimately, they are one of workers' greatest sources of power. That's Diana Reddy. She's a doctoral fellow at the University of California, Berkeley. I study the relationship between law and social movements, focusing particularly on the labor movement and on the role of unions in American society. You know, these workers at LAUSD have been bargaining for two years, and it takes a strike for people to really stop and pay attention. It puts workers and unions in a bit of a catch-22, because when they go on strike, there will be the news articles saying, who's taking care of the kids? When things aren't working, when workers say, like, we can't live like this, this is how they call attention to it. This is how they emphasize the stakes, and it's how people finally pay attention. I want to get your take of how powerful a tool is striking, particularly for the, the labor movement, you know? If you want to look back in labor history or even kind of in, in the political theory about strikes, it's really cherished to some extent as this example of worker freedom. There's a way in which a right to strike really challenges some kind of foundational organizational principles for our economy. It suggests that workers still have some autonomy within a somewhat authoritarian employment relationship. 
a really kind of remarkable right. But it's a lot of work. I don't know if you've ever tried to organize thousands and thousands of people to stop doing what they do daily to risk their livelihoods, to go without pay, to cause this kind of disruption. It's, it's terrifying, and it's not something that, that unions do lightly. Where does California stand when it comes to workers' rights overall? From what I've known since I, since I lived in California most of my life, California is pretty strict with labor laws, but how does this pan out compared to other states or across the country? There's a lot there because we're actually talking about a lot of different laws. When we're talking about public employees in the state, they are governed by different labor laws and state collective bargaining laws, which are more protective than the federal law. But when it comes to private sector workers in California, they're protected by the same law, by the National Labor Relations Act that protects workers in other states. And if you want to look internationally, it's a fairly weak law and it's weaker than it once was, both because of amendments and again, I think because of cultural change. You are right, though, that like wage and hour laws, so laws that kind of provide some protection for all workers, tend to be stronger here in California. I think what's so interesting about striking, you know, labor law provides that all workers can engage in concerted activity to advance in their own interests and to protect themselves on the job. That's available whether or not you're formally in a union. But I think most workers don't know that. We see less concerted worker activity overall. Our structure of labor law in, in, in this country and, and even in California, it requires a lot of workers. I always say it requires them to fight constantly for the conditions of their own empowerment, to organize a strike, to collectively say, we feel like we're not getting the protective gear that we need. We didn't get paid. It takes organization. It takes confidence. It takes a certain feeling of like, we can do this and be safe. Laws on the books don't necessarily translate into, um, into action without institutions that help make that happen. There's a lot of evidence of how strong unions actually increase standard of living for everyone and were you know, really central to the middle class that we had uh, mid-century. What would you say to folks who are trying to understand why striking is important but are not part of like unions or may not be fully caught up with the labor movement? What would be a message you would share with them? We're at a moment right now of the highest level of public support for unions in, in 60 years. That's partly a product of kind of the political and social upheaval of the past decade and not necessarily deep political education, legal education, historical education about the role of labor unions in society and the importance of good work, of just really, really good jobs to a functioning democracy, to a fair economy. And so what I really hope is in this moment when people are paying more attention to labor unions and, and saying, like, what's going on with the strike? To really try to talk to other folks to understand more about how important good jobs are and what it takes to create them. It takes work. <laughs> it takes work. It takes strikes. That's, that's what history shows us. It takes strikes to create good jobs. But I also think that historical experience suggests that good jobs are worth it. They're worth that fight and they're worth it for all of us. All right, folks, that's all we have for you today. I hope you're all feeling inspired and you understand that you do have a voice out there in the workplace or anywhere else. If you want more information on the strikes and you want to track those outcomes of these negotiations, check out our stories on Elias.com. This episode of How to LA was produced by Megan Botel. We'll be back tomorrow. 
All right, y'all. See you. Support for this podcast is made possible by Gordon and Donna Crawford, who believe that quality journalism makes Los Angeles a better place to live. The LAS Spring Super Sweeps is happening now. You can win amazing prizes while supporting your source for local fact-based journalism. One lucky grand prize winner will get to choose a brand new Lexus or $25,000 in cash. Other prizes include an electric bike from Juice Bikes and $1,000 gas gift cards. Your donation of $60 gets you one entry to win. And the more you give, the more entries you get. Donate now at LAS.com sweeps.